It's time for Van Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas. This is episode 289, season 12. Today's date is December 23rd, 2023, and welcome to the show. I uh, haven't done one since last weekend. On today's program, I will talk about my memories of Christmas fruitcakes in Chicago. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be Christmas without them. It's, uh, that's how I see it. Also, uh, second topic will be uh, something that's not Christmassy at all. It's the 50th anniversary of the 1973 movie, The Exorcist. And I'll talk about my memories of that movie. And uh, that's that should be very interesting indeed. Okay, uh, first the program will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by... Zare, of course, we all remember Zare. And here's a commercial. Here's a excuse me. Here's a Christmas commercial from 1979, and I remember this one very well. So sit back and relax, and I'll be right back with the program, folks. Thank you. Hey, look what Zare has for Christmas. Take another look. Take another look. Take another look at Zare and save. Take another look. Take another look. Look at all the fashion Zare. There's something at Zaire for everyone. Take another look at Zaire. Take another look, compare. Super gift, super savings. Take another look, take another look. Look at all the values there. Just look at Zaire for Christmas. Take another look. Come in and look. At Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Zare. Uh, remember this commercial very rare during the Christmas season. This is uh, around when I was in high school. Uh, these, the only Zare I visited was, it was located on the southwest side of Chicago on West Columbus Avenue, right next to the Double Drive-In Theater. Uh, my mom shopped there all the time. She loved that store. I did. I did too, and there was another store next door to it. Well, not really next door, but it was there. It was called Wiseway. It was a grocery store, and uh, that was a great. It was like a. It was a good grocery store. You know, I think there's one still in existence in Indiana, I believe. Uh, as for there, uh, they opened in the. I don't know, maybe six, early 60s, I think, I believe. Uh, their headquarters was in Massachusetts, uh, outside of Boston, a suburb called Framingham. 
And then, uh, then they, they were very successful. Uh, it was, uh, had good clothes, uh, Christmas stuff, toys, anything you wanted. Their commercials were everywhere. Their advertisement were all over the newspapers, the Chicago Sun Times, Chicago Tribune. Um, then, uh, all of a sudden, it stopped about 1990. It didn't last very long, you know. And it was acquired by uh, Ames Store. I'll talk about that store one day. And then, uh, and then, uh, so a lot of people uh, still remember to the store to this day. They either liked it or they didn't care for it, but. Uh, they worked there. I applied for a job there when I was in high school. Didn't get it. That's always happened to me. <laughs> and uh, so that's another uh, re another retail store that vanished, which is a shame. You could uh, that commercial you could still find it on YouTube. There's still a few more there if you'd like, especially Christmas time. Uh, it's uh, it's nice to go back and see. Okay, at the beginning of the program, I mentioned I'm going to talk about two things, my memories of Christmas fruitcakes in Chicago, also the 50th anniversary of the release of the 1973 movie, The Exorcist. Before I get started, I'm going to talk about a couple things. Uh, one, uh, recently on my Facebook page or my group, I'm getting some weird messages from people saying they they're not in a group, but they're receiving notifications. And I, I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I'm not doing it. I don't know. Maybe Facebook's doing it or something like that. But um, I just got another one today, you know, from somebody. And I noticed it's written in French or something. For some reason, somebody's no, put notification. It's not me. I don't know what's what's happening and then i remember th there was this woman that called yesterday she tried to call um because, well i was out I, I was out to dinner so i didn't pick up my phone i, I don't want to answer while i'm eating because that's kind of rude unless it's an emergency so i i just emailed her back and i explained what's going on and then she stopped calling i hope she understood I mean, I apologize for the inconvenience. You know, she says, I'm not in this group. I'm getting notifications. Will you please stop it? Uh, I'm not doing this. You know, I don't know what's going on. It's just bizarre. You know, and uh, that's, I don't know. Facebook is great sometimes. Sometimes it's funky. It does weird stuff. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's weird. Like, that. you know, sometimes I got banned you know, and, uh, or like, uh, restricted uh, a few times because of some, some, some bots that are running Facebook because they see something offensive or like that. It's, it's bizarre. And now I run a Facebook group, uh, for it's called classic Ford city Memories slash Peacock Alley, which is the, that's the mall that's located on the Southwest side of Chicago on 76th street in Cicero. It's still there. Uh, but this is this is about memories when I was a teenager, you know, when I, when I was little, and I post pictures, and people loved that, and a lot of people contributed, and like one, I think around Thanksgiving it disappeared, and I tried to search for it, nothing, 
I, I have another profile. I tried to look for it. Nothing. I don't know what happened. He just vanished. <laughs> it's, you know, it's just like uh, when I talk about my page, it's just, it's gone like that. So I don't know why. I was going to ask Facebook what happened. I don't know. But, you know, I have a funny feeling somebody might have banned me or something or someone in the group did something, you know, posted something offensive or mean spirited or racist. I, I don't know. I don't know. So we'll see. So it's been a, almost a month. So maybe it's coming back tomorrow or maybe not coming back at all. Uh, nevertheless, it's. I've created a new group um, after what happened, and I notify people, you know, this is a new group. I explain what, you know, I explain everything what happened. They're like, uh, they're bewildered, and so was I. So hopefully, if the old group returns, I will get rid of the new group, and then we'll have that one. I hope that happens. If not, then at least we have a group. You know, at least I have a group to run, you know, so that's great. So I'll post more stuff to get the ball rolling like that. Because uh, I had about 8,000 members, which is pretty good. A lot of people lived in the area. and uh, But I only have about 300 now. That's, that's very small. So maybe I get got to get going. I got to let people know. Like that. Got to share it. Okay. And um, we'll see what happens. Fingers crossed. All right. Right now, we're going to talk about my memories of Christmas fruitcakes in Chicago. Now, you know, um, this is this is something a lot of people either love it or you hate it, or um, and it's just a joke to most people, you know, because I think it started on the media in the media or like from television or from comedians, you know, about fruitcakes, you know, so. Sometimes, uh, it's a it's, fruit cake is 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 made with candy or dried fruits, nuts, and spices. Okay, sounds normal, <laughs> like that. And uh, they were just invented uh, way back in ancient Rome, way down long time ago. And uh, you know, various countries make them. You know, especially New England, uh, not New England, England, excuse me. New England's here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's I've heard it's a big hit over there, from what I understand. So uh, they started mail order fruitcakes around the 1910s. And uh there's a company called the Claxton Bakery. They're located in Claxton, Georgia. And they, they're a big company and they make fruitcakes. And they send them to everyone. And they send them to charities and to to uh, monasteries and abbeys and all types of people. And they love it. People love it so much, you know. And then, then there was mass produce and... Uh, and then... Um, <laughs> so... And then, you know, I when I was little, I tried it once and it was okay. You know, I'm not crazy about fruit, you know, like in a cake, not on top, maybe not, but not inside, except, uh, you know, when you have strawberry shortcake, which I love, that's awesome. 
like that. And uh, but you know, it's traditional. It's traditional. Yeah. And uh, when I don't know if this started. Uh, you know, in the media, like on the radio, maybe, but in on television, it was, it's the most ridiculed dessert of all time. And uh, some people said that when Johnny Carson hosted The Tonight Show, you know, he started making fun of this <laughs> all the time. I remember he did this all the time. He, uh, and uh, he was just every Christmas he did this. I remember that you know he's, he made fun of the fruitcakes, like you would use it for a doorstop, you would use it for a frisbee, you would use it for a spare tire or your car, or you just uh, hit. You know, if your burglar came to your house, you would just hit him on the head. All kinds of stuff. <laughs> and. Uh, also, he invented this guest. Her name was the Fruitcake Lady, and she was a she was known as the Fruitcake Lady, and she was the aunt of Truman Capote. He was the author of uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, and uh, she would make uh, she would um, make fruitcakes or told uh, how to make you know different you know said re different recipes, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, so. It's, it's it's hilarious. It really is, you know. And then on the TV shows, they did that for a while, you know. I don't know about now. But, you know, a lot of people don't really care for it now, especially the younger generation. I don't think so, you know. As for me, I'm not crazy about it. I wouldn't eat it. But my mother loves it. She loves this cake. She doesn't make she hasn't make it made it yet, you know, but she loves it, you know. So, yeah, good for her. Uh, other memories of the uh, Christmas fruitcakes were going to the store and buy them, or when I saw them. Like, for example, um, you saw them at Jewel, Dominic's. I'm sure they have, I'm sure Jewel has them now. I'm sure. Uh, National Foods, Hilo, uh, AMP, which I posted a photo yesterday. Uh, it was AMP. Also, the Jane Parker brand. They probably made those. And I think you. I believe they still make them online. It's a possibility. I, I think so. But uh, AP is gone. So, and other companies like that. And uh, what I like about fruitcakes, it's very colorful. You know, it's red and green, and you see the nuts and all that. It's a very pretty dessert around Christmas time. You know, you have Jello. You know, you have Jello. You also have the eggnog, which you know it's yellow. I talked about eggnog before, but uh, that's how it is, <laughs> like that. And uh, some people say, "Ah, that's my grandmother's cake," or they say that with Jello. You know, it's like my grandmother's. But you know, I like Jello myself. I love it. My mom makes it very good. And uh, fruit cakes, well, if you love them. That's great. If you don't like them, that's fine with me or with other people. <laughs> other people say it's not too sweet. Sometimes uh, they add uh, liquor in it. They probably do. Maybe it's tastier, you know, like a rum cake. Maybe, you know, I know they make rum cakes for Christmas like that. Also another uh, for bakeries, um, 
the two bakeries in Chicago that we all are best know, well, maybe number uh, there's three there is, was Bernie Brothers, uh, Dressel's, and uh, Davidson's. I don't know Dressel's made it. Maybe, maybe not. I, I don't know, but I know Bernie Brothers did. I, they made fruitcakes, and I did see it when I was a kid. Also, Davidson's, they had some locations on the north on the north side of Chicago. They had one in the Chicago Loop. Maybe they did. You know, maybe they had them on display in their windows. So I don't know. I have no idea. Okay, so uh, when Chris, Christmas is coming soon, so you still have time to get a fruitcake. If you're in the mood after hearing this episode, <laughs> Go ahead. We'll see. All right. Now, I'm going to talk about the 50th anniversary of the 1973 movie, uh, The Exorcist. And it was a supernatural horror film directed by William Freakin. Uh, he was a great uh, movie director. Uh, he just died uh, this past August, August 7th. Uh, he was from Chicago, and uh, it's one of his uh, best-known movies. The other one was The French Connection. Uh, that, that wasn't a scary movie. <laughs> was, uh, that was a, like a chase movie, you know, with, uh, but it, was, it, was, it had the greatest chase scenes in that, and it, it was wonderful. It really was. And uh, The Exorcist, uh, it's based on a book. Or from a, a it's uh, and a screenplay by an by the by an author. His name was William Peter Blatty, and he wrote the book in 1971. Now I don't know how how well the book did. I assume very well, and then they uh, probably got the movie rights to direct to you know to have the film directed. Okay, so and then they got the cast, and we all know the well, the people in the cast well known. We have Ellen Burstyn, and she played Chris McNeil, and we also have uh, Linda Blair. She played Reagan McNeil, and uh, also was uh, Max von Sido Sido played Father Lancaster Marin, and also uh, Jason Miller which was uh, Dr. Damien uh, Karras. You know, he was in that movie. And uh, he is uh, Jason Patrick's father, uh, the actor, which is, uh, he was Jackie Gleason's first son-in-law. So I didn't, yeah, I never knew that until later on. Uh, he played the, uh, he played the, the role very well like that. Anyway, um, so the movie, I'm not going to give away most of the movie because maybe some people haven't seen it. You know, I'm sure everyone has, but uh, but the, the funny thing about this, when they fixed, when they filmed this movie, there was like, it was somewhat cursed. Like there were some weird things going on. Some people died, some were injured. They had some unusual accidents. You know, and uh, it's just uh, weird. And uh, so, let's see, so uh, the first, the movie was released on December 26, 1973. 
um, Boxing Day in the United States. Uh, I think it premiered in two movie theaters in The Loop, you know, Chicago Loop. And there are pictures uh, on the internet, you see, and people were waiting in line. You could see it on the movie marquee and all that. Um, so right now I'm going to play the TV trailer of The Exorcist. You know, when I first saw the TV trailer for The for the Exorcist, I, I, that scared me to death too. I mean, I didn't see anything very graphic or very frightening, but it's, it looked frightening. But uh, this when this came out in 73, I was about uh, 10 years old. And and it was, uh, to me, was a very harrowing experience. Okay. So I will play the TV spot. And when I come back, I'll remember, I will talk about my first time seeing the movie. Okay. So sit back and relax. And here's the TV spot for the 1973 horror classic, The Exorcist. Life had been good to Chris McNeil. She was a successful actress. Her daughter, Reagan, was a happy, healthy 12-year-old. Until that night at the party, when a terrible force entered their lives, and strange things began to happen. Nobody expected it. Nobody believed it. And nothing could stop it. Honey, that thing upstairs isn't my daughter. You tell me you know for a fact that an exorcism wouldn't do any good. You tell me that. The one hope. The only hope. The Exorcist. Rated R. Mother, what's wrong with me? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the TV spot for the 1973 horror classic, The Exorcist. You know what? I remember watching this when I was a kid, and it scared me to death. It really did. Uh, because, well, I, you don't see the demon, and you don't see Reagan uh, turn into that, you know, not on TV. You have to go see it in the theater, her transformation. Also, um, I left out one important cast member was the Demon's Voice, and that was uh, actress Mercedes McCambridge. And she was in a lot of movies, and uh, she did the voice, and uh, she was like, oh, my gosh. She was like, I thought it was a man doing that, but it was her. You know, She's from uh, Illinois. She was from Joliet, I believe. And uh, she was a wonderful radio actress, uh, movie actress, stage actress. She was great, you know, and... Uh, she was uh, a very interesting uh, person like that. Now, the first time I saw this movie was not in the theater. It was on TV. I'm sure they edited this out. I'm sure they edited some parts. Uh, but uh, when I first saw it, uh, maybe I was about eh, 12, or 12 or 13. And it was scary. 
It really was. And I think they showed in two parts, maybe. I think it was on Channel 5 or Channel... Not Channel 7, no. I think Channel 5 or Channel 2. I think one of those two channels. And I remember the kids at school, they said, uh, The Exorcist is going to be on. And I go, oh, no. You're gonna, they say, Peter, you're going to watch the movie? Well, I don't know. Should I watch this movie? You know, because, you know, a couple of kids went to see it in the theater with their parents. And they said, why? <laughs> and then one said, ah, it didn't bother me. Other kids said, no, I had nightmares for days. You know, so other people, adults, still have nightmares from this movie. So anyway, I watched it. I, I think I watched it with my brother's. Uh, one of my brothers, that is, and we liked it. It was good. You know, Linda Blair put on a great performance. She was excellent, you know, and uh, Ellen Burstyn as well. Also the two priests, you know, the actors that played them. But, you know, it's a kind of movie that you can't take your eyes off, but you were frightened all the time. And you, me, I was like, uh, either I would take the covers or just close my eyes <laughs> like that. And... Uh, you know, it's a, but it's an excellent movie. It really is, and it's it still holds up, and it's it's wonderful, and uh, it's one of the greatest horror movies ever, you know. And uh, they made a sequel called Exorcist Two: The Heretic. I remember the advertising during you know on TV. It was like nineteen seventy nine. I was in high school. Uh, it's not like uh, that one. It was different. It was a very different movie. It wasn't very good. And then they released the third one, uh, I think, with Jersey Scott. That was later on. He, he said he in an interview, he said he loved the movie. He liked, to, he liked to be scared. He liked to do that. He enjoyed it. It didn't do very well. Uh, then they did a remake of it recently. I have not seen it. I don't think I want to see it. <laughs> Maybe it's scarier than that one, or it's not as good. But, you know, people are fussy, they like the, the original, which I don't blame them. I really did. But it is, uh, like I said before, it's the movie is a classic. It is a classic. So, and, uh, you know, the media buzz uh, at the time around 1973 was all over and people waited in line. I saw pictures on the internet. I remember commercials when I was a little kid. I saw newsreels of that and uh, they, you know, they wanted to see it. And uh, I don't know how, I don't know how the audience reacted in the theaters. I, either they loved it or they fainted or they just ran out of the theater screaming. <laughs> Probably did that. I don't know. So I'm glad I talked about this. <laughs> but that, you know, what was the scariest thing is, uh, well, there's a few scenes in the movie that's very scary. You know, of course, with uh, the head turning and the pea soup. Yeah, that's gross. Also, when these uh, Reagan is elevated on the bed, you know, and that voice, she's, she's, you know, the demon's voice. Oh, my God. She didn't sound like a little girl at all. <laughs> she's like that. And uh, she caused a lot of destruction. Well, the demon, it possessed her, you know, so. It was, so, you know, but her mother held on to her. And she was a great trooper. Good for her. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. 
So that is it for this show. Um, I'll do a recap of what I talked about. I talked about uh, my memories of Christmas fruit cakes, fruit cakes in Chicago. Excuse me. And the and the fiftieth anniversary of the horror classic of the nineteen seventy three movie, The Exorcist. Okay, so this podcast will be published later on today, wherever podcasts are available, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, also Breaker, Overcast. Also be on my blog, blog. Also be on my YouTube channel. People still ask me, where do I find your podcast? You can find it on my YouTube channel. Just uh, do a search on YouTube for Vanish Chicagoland Stories. Hit the subscribe button. You'll find it. And you can follow on the apps as well. Also, we post on my social media accounts, Facebook X, Reddit, LinkedIn, uh, Threads, and also Instagram. You would find those. Okay. So, um, as for tomorrow, I don't think I'll do a podcast tomorrow. I don't think so. It's Christmas Eve, so, uh, you know... The, I'm not busy, so uh, you know, I feel like it's a, you know it's the holiday season. So we'll see if I have time. If not, no, I will definitely do one probably Tuesday. Yeah, I will probably do one Tuesday right after Christmas. So we'll see about that. Okay. Uh, so this is Pete Costanis, your host for Vanish Chicago and Stories, the podcast. Thank you for joining me. I hope everyone have a wonderful holiday. Merry Christmas. Uh, today's uh, Today's weather is like foggy, kind of drab and dark and blah. no snow. We have no snow. You know, we're not going to have a white Christmas. We're going to have a rainy Christmas. <laughs> Sounds like a London Christmas. <laughs> uh, oh, well, we can't have everything. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so Merry Christmas from me uh, to everyone. And I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Okay. So here's bye-bye for me, and here's Ray Rayner with a little traveling music saying bye-bye-bye. Take care, everyone, and so long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>